When it comes to DJing, I'm good with any genre, but in boom bap era, that's that's my lane right there. When they say Hadou's always saying I run the block, that's my block. I don't care what they, I don't care what nobody say. I'm claiming that. That right there. We had a guy that used to live down the street from us named Jamie, DJ Flash. And uh, he had a line with Premier. I ain't gonna get too personal with it, but you know, Primo had family down here. Those who know me know what I mean by that, but um, that's how I met Primo, that's how I met Jamie. And there was another guy named Rob, and they used to always sit up and out, out in the backyard and just DJ. And I would just sit back and just watch, literally just watch them DJ. And then when I started making a couple dollars, you know, here and there, I used to always pay them $10 to make me a mixtape, and I would just sit back and watch what they did, how they did it, the songs they played, you know, how they would blend this and that. And I used to ask questions. I asked a lot of questions. And then um, my homeboy Lawrence, when he got those 1200s, that's when I was able to get behind the wheels and start doing my thing. But I also credit another DJ from here. He's hot in Atlanta now. Some of y'all might know him, DJ Class. The podcast, like a mixtape, just, just what it says. And I never thought I'd be in a position to be the DJ to break MCs, because that's always what it's been about from the, you know, from the very beginning. The DJs were at the forefront and they brought the MCs in. So now it's my opportunity to do that. And with this project, there's a lot of dope artists. I'm talking about every joint. You're gonna love it. And I'm not just saying that because it's my project. Like, there's certain songs that I'm stuck on. And then when I listen to the next one, and the next one, and the next one, it's just like, I'm really showcasing these guys and bringing them to you. So you all can hear it. Because nowadays, the market is so flooded, it's kind of really hard to really focus on music consumption and the evolution of hip hop from vinyl to the streaming era. What y'all think about that? You can go around saying. Yeah, sounds over. Um, I think vinyls were really cool because it's like, I don't know. It's like, we still like vinyls to this day. You For know what sure. I'm saying? I know plenty of artists, especially my favorite artists, they still put their music in vinyls because they know that vinyls are like pretty much forever. You can keep them forever, especially, you know, you keep it intact. But the fact that we have streaming now, it makes it a lot easier for the artist to actually be an artist without a label, without a cosign, because you can upload your music from your phone. You can upload, you know, the your music from your computer and you can put in all the credits for it and all that other stuff. So it makes it easier, especially coming from me as an artist, like it makes it way easier for me to put out music. I don't need a label to do that. I could just do it from a music distributor or, mm. you know, I can mm. sign up my music online and all the other stuff like but the only thing is the payments are pretty much the same like you know how like ray charles you used to get eight cents a record like we don't even get a cent for <laughs> for streaming you know what i'm saying we get like right. a quarter of or you know even less than that for streaming so i don't know that's the way i feel about it um i mean vinyl of course is i, I say vinyl is alien technology i don't i don't know how that shit works um but the streaming era is cool. My issue with the streaming era is the fact that artists have to become more than just artists. They have to fulfill a lot more roles. Myself as a producer, 
it can be really difficult and challenging trying to function as a producer and then put on a different hat and be a marketer then put on a different heart and be a manager um and then wanting to just focus on the music but then stressing out about okay my numbers ain't really there or how do i reach these people how do i get these numbers and it's the culture seems to have really shifted in terms and i recognize this in a lot of american business mm. is that it's a lot of it's about cutting costs and the less work they can have to do the better so they want you to be a ready-made microwave pie and all they have to do is come and slice it and distribute the slices they don't really it doesn't seem to be more of a, a, a aspect of we're all bringing ingredients to this one thing and i see that from retail work to music and artistry so the streaming is a blessing but i also think it's a curse in the, in the sense that artists can't really focus on just being artists and being the best artists that they can be because they also have to do these other things now if you're well, fortunate enough thing, no. you're pushing them to be entrepreneurs and doing it yourself I mean, that's beautiful, but as a creative or an artist, when your mind is kind of divided, you don't really get the focus, at least for, especially for myself, it's like, you don't really get the focus on the craft and put all your energy into the craft because you also have to do other things. You know what I'm saying? It's like trying to cook, but then you also trying to vacuum and walk the dog and all that stuff at the same time, your food ain't gonna come out fire. But if you are able to just cook, your food gonna be fire so and then it, it kind of it depends on how you work as an artist like it could work if you make dope shit real quick and then you can distribute the energy but if like me i'm a slow brewer i, I work on projects for years i might work on a beat for months i might work on something come back to it later and if some stuff is quick but depending on, i think if you're like a more traditional slow brew artist it it it, it can take its toll so i think you know the blessing is yeah you have the freedom and the liberty to you have the creative freedom to do what you want you can do whatever the hell you want but the problem is you don't necessarily have a machine behind you You're and machine, machine yeah you the machine and then the machine ain't really even a machine that much unless you like a humongous on your own and yeah, if you're fortunate and blessed to have a team a that's great boy. yeah you got yeah, a soldier boy and course. if you have a team and you can build a team around you that's just that's it but if you on your own solo dolo you kind of you kind of in the middle of the atlantic ocean mm-hmm. now see for me i'm actually the team i'm a part of the team i'm doing the marketing i'm doing all of those things so for me i see the difference between vinyl and streaming in a completely different way For me, vinyl breeds purity and authenticity of music itself. And streaming and a lot of the music that I've heard come out of this streaming era is more technologically creative, which I can appreciate because, I mean, the numbers are doing the numbers. We can't sit here and say that Uzi and these people that are getting all these big streaming things aren't doing the work and getting these teams to do the work. It's just, are we willing to give up the authenticity of vinyl in order to achieve that kind of success? Um, I think that's up to the artists themselves and how they want to produce their brand. Mm. Um, I feel like if the song is good, the DJs are going to play it anyway. The radio is going to play it anyway. But when you get that kind of streaming you know, notification and notoriety, 
you know you're going to get played. Like, all these songs are coming out on TikTok and Instagram now, and they're going off. Like, what's the song? Whoopty? That's going numbers. Mm-hmm. And it just popped up out of nowhere from one of them little viral videos. So it's like, I feel like there's a certain pressure now to have to go viral. And it's like, the the pressure shouldn't, isn't really as, at least from my end, on the artist to go viral. It's more so on the team because we are the ones that are gatekeeping that what's, vi- what's viral and what's not. Mm-hmm. Well, me, I'm coming from a completely different perspective because I'm a DJ. I remember going to Music Liberated down on Park Avenue in Saratoga or going to New York on the B Street Records and it was just the, the vibe, the whole aura of going in there politicking with people literally, literally hours going through records and finding stuff that, you know, white labels are stuff that, you know, Biggie's uh, white label records and Black Moon and Smith and Wesson. I mean, I miss that whole going to the record store and actually taking the time to literally go through each and single one till you find that gem. One thing I do love about the stream and, you know, everything being on the internet now, type it in, I find it. That one record that I couldn't find back in 92, 93 years. Everything is accessible. I mentioned it earlier how being a DJ now, back then, when I had to go to a party, I had to get those heavy 1200s, get everything together, crates of records to sit there. Now it's like a God's gift to the DJs because all of my music is on that little teeny thing over there. It don't even look like a hard drive, but it is. I plug it right into my computer. You know, walking around with the controller under my arm, backpack with all my stuff. It's easier for us now. It's like, it's a good thing for DJs and I guess producers now, but it takes away that human connection where you're going into the record store and I might run into you and we chopping it up. You're looking for one thing, I'm looking for one thing and we see each other all the time. We build that connection. That's what I missed about the vinyl era. Because mm-hmm. it's not that one-on-one thing. We're going to the record store, they get to know you. Bro, check this record out. Go over there and play it on the turntable and you just take it. That's how I got uh, J. Rue's The Damages uh, Come Clean. Mm-hmm. Happened to be in music regularly. Right? I can actually remember it like it was yesterday. And um, the guy was playing it on the turntable. And I'm like, yo, what's that? And he pointed me over to where the record was. I went and got it, played it, listened to it. It had the instrumental, the acapella. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about J. Rue, the damage. I knew about Premier. And that's what drew me to the beat. Because I'm like, yo, that's off. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. So I missed that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. You know, nowadays, everybody's just in their room with the door locked on the computer and finding everything. Now, there's no the human part of it is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like you said earlier, it's a gift and a curse because it's like you can point out 50 billion things that's good, but then there's 50 billion things that's bad. You just have to bridge them both and try to make it work for you. That's why I was saying you can turn a lot of people into entrepreneurs because you're doing it yourself. Yeah, on the job training, you're learning how to be your own manager, learning how to uh, market your own stuff. You know who your demographics, who you're gaining, you know who you want to hear your stuff, so you have that control versus just walking into the record store and just taking a shot, just playing it, checking it out. And mm-hmm. Sometimes you can even play it. You just had to take a shot. But if you have an ear for music and you're just pretty good with it, you know, it, it works out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, gems that I caught like that. Another one I can think of, Above the Law. Mm-hmm. Um, the joint they did with NWA, um, I think it was called I'm a Menace. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But I remember, oh, I saw the music video. <laughs> 
on our music video box and I literally got up after I saw the video and walked over to Music Video Radio. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have that anymore. Everything's on YouTube. You just have to be in love with the artist. Look for it. Back then, it was pushed to you. Now you had to look for it. Yeah. All mm. oh, right. All right. Right, this next subject is going to be calling this the art of the mixtape. Now, this one I hold dear to my heart because obviously I'm a DJ. Can <sighs> you say it's the art of mixtapes anymore? Because, I mean, now when you uh, find mixtapes on, you know, sites like YouTube, for example, or just what was the other one? What's the famous one that everybody used to use? I mean, you know. It seemed like when you say a mixtape, it's usually an album, basically an album by an artist that's rhyming over in the studio, other people's beats and, you know, going in and doing this thing and they calling it a mixtape. Me personally, I used to get offended by that because I'm listening to it and I'm like, eh, it's mostly an album. Mm. I wouldn't call it a mixtape, but, you know, let's get to the heart of that. What do you consider a mixtape? Let's pass this around. Let's just go into it. Yeah, go ahead. What do you consider a mixtape? Okay, so by today's definition, I feel like mixtapes are just really the songs that didn't make the album. Like like the throwaways. Yeah, like uh, the throwaways that aren't too trash. You know, like the ones that's like, we could keep these, but they just not good enough for the album. So mm. is that something that they're out there, the label won't push? Um, I definitely don't think that labels push mixtapes as hard as they Nas's do. Nas' lost tapes, you can consider it, but you just... Absolutely. Perfect, yeah. uh, definition mm. of it. But it came through the, the label. But also, la- what labels do now, and which is also why I want to be an independent artist, um, what labels do is like you'll make an album and then they'll classify it as a mixtape so then they can keep you under the contract so you mm-hmm. have to make more albums because mm. they put you under like all right they gonna sign like say if they sign little baby for three albums right and he you know he's in the studio cooking up albums they ain't even doing nothing you know what i'm saying he doing all the work and they're probably doing the promotion and marketing of it but then he puts it out and he and people love the album they're like oh yeah this is dope da, da, da. they're gonna classify it as a mixtape if it's too good because right. they want to keep them under contract so that's another reason why people get confused because it's like the stuff we're listening to that are mixtapes they're actually albums and i definitely yeah. feel like some artists are branded craft. to be mixtape artists yeah. exactly. like meek yeah. was a mixtape artist for the longest he was yeah. branded as such but he really could have been an album artist from the beginning absolutely yeah. and people tried to take his you know philly's known for battle rap they tried to take that oh philly we gonna do this battle rap thing we gonna call it a mixtape and i definitely don't think like dream chasers one mm. and two should not have been mixtapes at all. I don't think they just. I feel like he could have put the two of them together and made I think one whole album. With 50. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely! You know, if you take it mm-hmm. all the way yeah. back, when G Unit start popping For off, sure. every, it seemed like every other week they was coming out with a mixtape, mm-hmm. and it was G Unit and Fifty rhyming over different industry beats. And this, to me, is changed the game because instead of you having like cool kid doing the cutting and scratching, maybe on a certain, you know part of the, that song it was the whole song being played they structured it into an actual song yeah. they had to yeah. look for it and everything that's where I think it changed the game because mm. before you would have different artists making mixtapes rhyming over different beats but like I said you had the DJ scratching a certain part of the song and they running back and forth and they going at it for maybe two or three minutes and they switch to a different beat G-Unit just went and took the whole entire song 
Yeah. Made it a whole new song. Yeah. And actually, and some certain ones they made it hotter than the original. That's sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I know mixtapes to be is artists rap like what Lil Wayne does. It raps mm-hmm. yeah. 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 To me, that's what a mixtape is. I think the mixtape definition gets blurry when it's like Drake did, if you're reading this is too late. Mm-hmm. He said it's a mixtape. Those are all new songs and they don't sound like throwaways. Mm-hmm. Those just was fun. Those are those those just, yeah, that was supposed to be an album. Like, it was like this ain't an album, this is a mixtape. And he officially classifies it as a mixtape. Um what a what a time to be alive, I believe, is a mixtape. And it's like mm-hmm. this is a how's this a mixtape? It ain't no DJ yelling on it. Ain't nobody yeah. saying. I think that's what like, it is. Like that's, that's what that's the missing mixtape. element of the DJ. DJs like, yeah. aren't hosting mixtapes like they used to. Like, yeah. it, just like say like me and you collab with something. You say I just want to. I got some stuff I want to just put out there to promote. All right, give me some beats. I'm a you know yeah. promote you. I'm gonna talk on the on the, on the joint. I'm gonna let you introduce them. Do my little thing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it for this you know amount of time on this song. Boom 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 boom. That's why I would consider a mixtape. And then you don't have a little interlude in between. We talk, you promote the album. This is something that we just going to put out there. That's a mixtape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, now you have somebody like Lil Baby. You have somebody like Money Band Yo come out with a mixtape. It's just songs, like y'all said, yeah. that didn't make the album. Or, mm-hmm. You know, they maybe they made too many songs for the album. Because well, nowadays, everybody attention span is not as like it used yeah. to be. So you can't come out with an album with 20 joints. It's like... What, 10 now? Yeah, it's maybe, about 10 to 15. 10. So, 15 at most. 15 songs. They've been doing 20. They've been doing 20 songs. They've been cracking yeah, on 20 been, songs. I, off I mean, I've seen some songs, longer 20. joints, but I just don't feel like they're all worth quality of quality music. No, they just load them up. And, and the artists, they, um, like, for example, what Meg, what Meg the Style has been doing for a minute, she's been delaying her debut. She's been putting out music and been saying, this ain't my debut album. This is just a project. Or this is just a mixtape. She's been doing it. Like she's just putting yeah, it off. They love this title they just of keep project. Putting it off. Like, it's just a and project. That's, yeah, that's just something a, I, I get behind as an artist because the reason being is because when I drop my debut album, I want to have a bigger budget. So it's like, and then mm. I also want like she got on some Nicki shit. She got the budget. I really just want, you know what I'm saying? When Nicki was popping, she ain't had no album out. You know For what I'm sure. saying? Like right. it was yeah. years before Next she put her album Nikki out. Nicki was different. Yeah. So like, I want to be able to brag like on some rapper shit. I really want to brag like, yo, I ain't even got no album out, and y'all still loving my mixtapes and my yeah. other. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. do you feel like yeah. if you're gonna do the the route that Nicki took and have mm-hmm. mixtape Nicki be so hard? And then transform into somebody completely different, album after mm. album after album, yeah, and get more mainstream right album after album after album. Queen was the only joint that kind of has some songs that reminded me of old Nicki, and it's yeah. like, so it's like I'm not gonna do it too yeah. long because then that's when they they do like you hear what yeah. they say mm-hmm. about Logic, where it's like I like mixtape Logic better than mm-hmm. album Logic, yeah. or yeah. I, I like mixtape Wayne better than yeah. album Wayne. So it's like I don't want to do it for too long, but I also want to have you know like my vision be my vision. You know what I'm saying yeah. for, for whatever sure. it is. Because I think yeah, I think just with the mixtapes, it's just got to put the DJs back out there. Because I mean, back I, in the day, yeah. DJs were promoting yeah. their albums. If the DJ had your back, you were hot. Like yeah. If, Clue was backing you. That's how Fab. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, that's yeah. how we mm-hmm. love Fab. But to what y'all were saying, Fab was banging them mixtapes out yeah. for sure. Yeah. On the Clue mixes and everything. And then when the album dropped, I was like, huh? I'll be yeah. honest with same, you. The yeah. same dude, same with Cassidy. I'll be honest with you. Mixtapes are for the streets, yo. And I, mm-hmm. like, they, but street is it's, it's it's for the streets. And I think I feel like street artists are the only ones that do mixtapes the way that we remember them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like Lil Moose mixtape got niggas is. 
the structure, the format, all that. I don't think artist, industry artists, signed artists can put out mixtapes through a label. I don't. I don't think that you can. Probably because of the label politics. It's, I mean, it's polished. It's too polished. It don't sound like mixtape. It's too polished. It's like Gucci Man mixtapes. Yeah, fire. Sound like shit. Fire, like that's the element of mixing the, the sound quality. It's like yo, this shit ain't yeah, mixing master. I'm putting this out. I want y'all to hear like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But even with that, the radio DJs ain't playing it, and most of these DJs that are out here are trying to get on the radio. See, so it's like another, if they don't have a drop, if they're not, payola. if they're not getting yeah. a drop from it, if they're not yeah. going to see that this is going to be a song that's going to be played on the radio, they're not trying to hear it no more. They're not trying to host these things no more because it's not going towards that end goal of being on the radio yeah. because these mixtape songs aren't getting on the radio so it's like I, I see it's, it's kind of a tug and pull with radio a DJ lot of this trash though tour DJing is where it's at right. for and sure that's, that's why I do what I do because I mean tour DJing to this is day I go home I might go it's home just today that. and just make a mixtape and post it on YouTube radio DJ mm-hmm. and bring in that steady just, check I, I, like, I still like yeah. the old yeah. school feel of it like yeah. gotta I'm, eat I mean some things some elements of the, uh, of the old days I understand you gotta elevate but some of that stuff you have to keep and as far as the original format of being a mixtape DJ or mixtape artist, it's, you got to keep it out there. That's why I do what I do. So yeah. I'm never going to let it go because that's what got me into the game. Yeah. As far as really like, you know, that's how I knew about the artists and who I wanted, you know, and eventually that artist ended up blowing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that must have been doing something right because I heard of that artist like three, four years yeah. ago mm-hmm. when he wasn't popping. Now y'all love him. I, Three, four years ago, I was on it. Yeah. Same thing with Griselda, with Benny the Butcher. Yeah, and all yeah, them. Yeah. I was on them years ago. Not as heavy as I am now because they really putting the work out there. Yeah. For sure. I remember them. And I'm like, yo, nobody was even yeah. mentioning these dudes. So I got a question. So so you got the mixtape and you're talking about radio DJ. So the mix show is essentially the child of the mixtape. Yeah. Exactly do artists do artists ever send music to radio stations like, yo, this is exclusive, put this in the mix, or is it or is it all whatever the radio station has the rights to or the playlist or whatever? Because I know the radio so, stations it tends to be a playlist that you pick As far as for us and for the show that I work with, we have a DJ come in, he puts whatever like we kind of let him have free range as to who he plays Mm -hmm. you know out of respect for his craft Mm -hmm. but every once in a blue moon we get a song or two but it's like first of all most of these artists don't come with the clean music so Mm -hmm. that's hard enough we can't get it on the air because we can't play it you cussing too much yeah Mm -hmm. we not paying for that because you know we get fined per cuss word Yeah, yeah yeah so it's like we can't deal with that shit then on top of it it's like a lot of what we're hearing on mix is what's popular in the top 10 nah. mm. because that's what people listen to on their way home like but they played it at 11 a.m but then <laughs> but then here we go with the third shift people yeah that are about to go into work like i got what 10 to midnight right so third shift you know they go on their break mm. they just want to hear something mm. and once again, we going right back around, especially if you work at a, sh- uh, a station where there's only but one or two hip hop shows. Mm-hmm. Like the station I currently am with is mostly talk shows. So mm-hmm. at 11, they're not getting that. Yeah. So when it comes to 11 at night, we kind of have to go back and play all those songs that were in the top 10 mm-hmm. that should have been played at 11. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a tug and pull. Yeah, see, yeah, and see the, how the times change because that station that you with. I remember listening to them back in the day because 
out of all the other mainstream stations that played all the mainstream stuff, they were known for the underground stuff. Mm-hmm. They were known for the gritty, yo, you got, I never even heard of certain DJs, but they would tan it up. Mm-hmm. But even with the gritty that, that they're playing now and the mm-hmm. underground that they're playing now, they're not giving the new underground folk a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't say that they are. Like, it's consistently this person that we've heard plenty of great underground music from, this person that mm-hmm. we've heard plenty of great underground songs from. Like, it's a lot of, I don't want to say old folk, but it's people yeah. that we know already. Like, yeah. what there's people out here that got these. You know, dope songs and dope tracks yeah. that aren't being played on the undergrounds because there's a certain sense of we need to keep to what we know mm-hmm. rather than we need to invite others to see what we do yeah. and to see the authenticity that we have. So yeah, that reminds me of as you telling me, I'm thinking of KRS one when he was trying to get with you know, he was trying to actually join up with the juice crew, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> Magic Mike mm-hmm. didn't like. Yeah, mm. and they just came out the blue with the the whole uh, South Bronx song. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and as you're telling it, I'm actually thinking that as you said, I was like that. That sounds just like when Carol's one was trying to come out. This was back in the '80s. Yeah, exactly. So it don't seem like much change. Yeah. Ain't nothing changed. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Magic, my apologies. Mr. Magic. <laughs> we sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mr. Magic. Yeah, but hey, I mean, just that story. Just thinking about it, I mean. It's just, just that's just one. It's oh, just that's a one sign group. of the time. So just imagine mm-hmm. all the other groups going through the same thing. So I get yeah. it. And it's like this is why this. I don't want to say I don't want to keep saying Uzi, but that little Uzi sound is so big right now because there were so many people that were lying dormant and doing this in their houses and in their basements and at their friends' houses. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's like, "Damn, that's cool," mm-hmm. and we should make this a thing. And now he's super popular. Yeah. And now people that are coming out, all the little lils, are coming out super popular. Yeah. And it's like all that is because they're not finding an avenue with. The typical underground sound. Mm. I mean, there's no more us. You know, they don't do the same thing like they did back in the day. Like how Biggie got on, you know, making a demo and sending it to the source and stuff yeah. like that. You don't have that anymore. So it's like, well, even but the radio then again, we can blame that on the lack of hip hop yeah. magazines at yeah. this point. Yeah. But that, that's there ain't nowhere to send it to. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. The internet's yeah. taking over everything. Ain't so no blog like, era. The blog era was beautiful, but beautiful. That, we don't even have that no more. Like yeah. we don't even have the blogs to send shit yeah, to. Yeah, you just tag the shade room now. Tell everybody to take shame, but it's hard now because I mean, even when I go in some groups on like on Facebook and I try to like post like my cousin's mixtape or a new song, and I'm just like, well, I can post it, but are they gonna actually look at it? Yeah, yes. The other thing is the oversaturation of it because, because of again, we going back to everybody, the streaming era, everybody's able to do it now. It seems like there's everybody doing it, so now people will ignore people's shit Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, you doing it, and my cousin, you got to get co signed from a well known artist, yeah, or on the event side of things, Mm -hmm. yeah, especially during COVID. I've been going to a lot of DJ pools online Mm -hmm. and having like just. 10, 12 DJs from all over the country just playing music. This is what mm-hmm. we got. This is who my artist is. Mm-hmm. Listen to his shit right now. We doing interviews with artists. We got virtual listening parties. If people want to tap in with that artist, they going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just way too many avenues right now for people to not be able to. People are doing watch parties for music videos. Yeah. Now, I just had to host one and I thought it was the wildest thing ever that you could do a watch party on YouTube. Like, yeah. 
But they're making the numbers up on that way. So I guess mm-hmm. that's where the beauty in streaming comes because right now it's not like anybody can go anywhere anyway. Right. You know, we're yeah. stuck in the house regardless. And I hope that's going to be another topic for another thing because the way these streaming networks are now is like they just putting their foot down on you know, on our necks now about how we do certain stuff now like I used to oh, COVID yeah. started yeah. I was getting on uh, IG, IG, IG live they, they, they shot that down now it's just like oh jeez like, Facebook straight up said nah you oh, ain't yeah, doing you that definitely here. can't do it on they Facebook was like, absolutely not. Y'all know why. Yeah. I tried to be slick I'm, like, I, I'm in the Sean Price group and I tried to do a Sean Price tribute show on his birthday and they cut it yeah, mm. and I was like, "Wow, man!" I said, "What else can I do?" They used to wait until you was finished to be like, "You can't save this." Right. Well, that's, what, this that's what happened. I went through all the way, tried to post through. it, and then they they, they told you no. They yeah. they don't let you go live and do it no more. They'll cut you while you mm, yeah. live and doing that shit. I, I mean, was like, it was I don't wild. know if you go, you all have heard about this Clubhouse app. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. a lot of DJs are doing. Like, I mean, I've been in <sighs> sets for seven, eight hours at a time of oh, producers long, throwing beats out. Like, look, this is what I got. If anybody trying to pick it up, holla at me. I got my Instagram and my Twitter in the bio. Like, yeah. it's really just a shot in the air. But I've seen so many producers getting off on it. So many DJs getting off on it. Like, mm-hmm. so what you what do you think of it? Because I, you know, it's, it's come up in conversations with I us. I think it's the next wave. Absolutely. I'm, I'm literally been... like at the pool. I'm dressed to jump in, but I ain't in yet. I ain't mm-hmm. waiting for that door where everybody well, move out the way and I can go in. Well, I, first of all, it's, in, it's invite only, and I appreciate yeah, I that, that because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of people that's trying to be in it, but not be in it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't put your toe in and then say you you swimming, you Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. I think with Clubhouse and the way Clubhouse works, it's a lot of times we should work horizontally instead of trying to work up. Yes, and I think this gives us the opportunity to work horizontally across the country, across the world. Like, I've already been talking. Me and this girl in uh, Toronto, we've been talking about doing some work together. We got another shorty out in the UK that's trying to do some work with us. Like, it really opens up doors. And I think, I think some of my favorite clubhouse rooms are just listening to DJs do their thing, mm-hmm. and they'll sit there and do it all day on day. And I mm. sit there, I get my work done, he's playing. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Like, it's just, it's, first of all, if you're a creative, it is very addictive. Cause yeah. all you got to do is sit there and listen to people. Mm, you, okay. They don't have to see your face. <laughs> they don't have to see what you look like. It's, it, it, and I mean, there's so many different avenues, like from the inspirational side. I get up seven o'clock in the morning, they on there, okay, so what demons are you battling today? What dragons are you fighting today? And I'll be like, yeah, like, I'm gonna get my work done. Like, there's so many avenues and all of the things that creatives don't ever really talk about mm-hmm. that bother us about being creatives mm-hmm. are being said and being heard. And it's so many great black creatives on there. And I love that. every I minute of it. I've been on there since the end of October. And the more work you do on there, the more invites you get. So you mm-hmm. can bring your people up. You can bring your folks and like Mace be on there. I'll be on there listening to Mace. He has a little uh, show. Mm-hmm. It's a few um, different people that have regular rooms on there. Like yeah. Twenty One Savage get on there and sing every R and B song <laughs> he can think of. Especially <laughs> Keisha Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keisha but I just Cole. think it's great, yeah. and it's a great opportunity for everybody to move forward. Right, right. Right. That's the only thing to be a topic for another day. But um, yeah. right, right. True OG. Will there ever be a woman who is considered the Beyonce of hip hop MCs? So here's what I'll say. I'll say two women. 
All right, and y'all could y'all could judge me, whatever. I would say it's Nikki, and I would say it's Missy, and here's mm. why. Oh, here's why. Yeah. Even though Missy is very underrated from our That's generation only. back, Missy is the shit. Like yeah. Missy, okay. Missy influenced men and women in the in the hip hop industry. Missy, Missy the has the longevity of Beyonce. Um, she's been around for that. years. She she actually puts women together. Like if you notice, okay. like the tracks that she has, like. Lady you know Marmalade, ladies, ladies night, Lady Ma- exactly. You <laughs> hit, and even some of her uh, her newer stuff, like a couple years ago, she put like Kim, Eve, and Trina on the same mm-hmm. track. So it's like she has not only the women empowerment thing going on, like Beyonce and the longevity, but her creativity made her last so long in this game. And also, she from the you know she from Virginia, so you know I gotta put a DMV oh, sis on it. But, yeah, um, okay, so yeah, yeah. so yeah. like two the up, things down. that Missy has done, not only for the dance world but hip hop in general, I feel like Absolutely. she could be the Beyonce as far as like women in hip hop. Uh, I would say Nicki, but I would say because um, Nicki is a legend in our eyes, but she's not legendary across generations. Like for our generations and like younger, of course. But not for the older generations. That's what I'm saying. Like Nikki in the future, I think she will be like the Beyonce of I MC. Mean, I can't personally I, I think take Nikki as a legend just yet. Yeah, because we went from here and part of all she's getting there. So that's why I only say not just yet because we went from here and bar for bar hardcore Nikki to this pop thing. Yeah, and I think when she got into that Pink Friday situation, it took away from that. Yeah. That, that hip-hop legend um, like i can't call her a legend just yet because her. there hasn't been so but many songs that be she's really going bar for bar let's be fair the question is is, is she beyonce. beyonce of hip-hop i gotta think what that means but of hip-hop but think she, what that means she said not yet and i that's why i agree with her it's like uh, i'll put her there but for I now need more missy is there for me i need more bar for bar she at the door she at the door i don't think she at the door i think she she like, already no there. Like, what's your opinion on she that? She always say she's about to break. She already there. Right, I'm going to go off of what this question is asking. The Beyonce, we talk, we talk about Beyonce level star power. We talking about the ability to, to maintain and have a world tour. We talking about a large oh, fan absolutely. base. We talking about merchandising. We I talking can agree about on all films. those notes. She's done all that. I, I can agree on those, but she's I'm at saying the of her career. She's not, she's not about to pop and be hot no more. I mean, I'm saying I can she's agree not. on those notes. But as far as musically, I, I think she, she I think can't Minaj, give me. Yes. She you saying if Nicki was to drop an album bars. first quarter January out of nowhere on some black, uh, on some, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a black album type thing, all new joints, all hot. You think she can't keep it? I think, her, I think her, I think her fan base will rock with it, but Nikki has has been dwindling a little bit. Like, because remember before Queen mm-hmm. came out, she she was dropping singles and yeah, it was, she was duds. They was duds. They wasn't hitting. The only thing that was going was her features and Anaconda. Anaconda was, was a gimmick. Anaconda, the gimmick record that popped. But what other records are Queen? You know that was that was jamming. Wait, 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 wait. Barbie Dreams was Barbie it. Barbie Dreams. Um, um, what was it? Chung Lee. Chung Lee. Chung Lee was straight. Like, I could, we could go on a party right Not now and the DJ gonna spin radio. that shit. Yeah. Because yeah. you can go to Beyonce, you can go to any party and play Beyonce. Whatever Beyonce song it is, you can drop the Beyonce ball and play five, six bands or songs straight, straight, straight. That's a good point. But I feel like you could take a little bit and if you also drop Nikki something tomorrow, like, they're gonna drop like she's nominated for. I ain't even like the Black Parade song like that, but that's Grammy nominated. All right, sure. Nicki Minaj, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Nicki Minaj is the closest. And I would say she's, I would say the she's there in terms of hip hop. She's downstairs. I would say she's, she's there. She's there just I yet she's for at me. The door now. I think she's I just, there. I just, I just don't think she has enough bar for bar songs anymore. 
to keep her there. To so keep you think her that's what it takes? I'm gonna keep it a stack. I'm saying stuff from has what, been lacking. From what her recent stuff yeah, is a little lacking. It's been lacking, but look, she still I'm, got bars, but it's a I little feel like lacking. it's just like between the lacking of Queen. Club. I still do. I mean, because of the COVID, everything hey, stopped. Triple. I can still play her stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I still get the same. But I'm saying Absolutely. as far as I still get the crowd jumping. Depending on what it is, of course, you gotta think about it. The environment I'm in, right. The same way I can play hot girls mm. with city girls. I'm sorry, apologies, city <laughs> girls and Megan. I can play a certain Nicki song and. They, but that's they, the thing, yeah. a certain Nicki song. You could play Even any Beyonce recent. song and go hard. Yeah. You, you got to pick and choose your Nicki songs wisely because there's so many fluff tracks on her albums mm-hmm. that aren't hitting like that. Yeah. So who you who would you put? All right, now back to. The, I would yeah. say Nicki Minaj is the closest. I think Nicki Minaj is the. Closest. I would say that she's been there. And this is out of every. It, out of everybody, rap. I would yeah. say Nicki Minaj. Like I like the Missy. The Missy element was cool, but I can't say that Nicki. I mean. Missy has the longevity because if Missy drops because Missy's been trying to drop songs and they mm-hmm. ain't been cracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they been I, doing a little Nikki, TikTok thing, but yeah, it ain't if, really. If, if Nicki mm-hmm. drops something, it'll make more noise than what Missy do. But I feel like Nicki's already been there. And in terms of hip hop as a whole, Nicki Minaj is the closest thing to a Beyonce that you will find in terms of female that's rappers. Fair. Right, and that's fair. It's, 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 it's Nicki, Beyonce, and there. Rihanna right now. Right. To keep I it that Nicki holding on to it, and I think if, I'm guarantee you, if she drops another album, I think she blowing the rate. But I can't say that that next album gonna be fire because every time. So? Every time either. they, every time Nikki coming out with something, yeah. they say, "Oh, this about to be the one." She about to be bar for bar, Nikki. We I, gotta get listen, itty bitty piggy, want, and then I'm disappointed. I want, yeah. I want a ten track, nine track, just a rap, yes. just bar Nikki Minaj album. Yes. I feel the same way about Drake. I want just a nine track classic hip hop, just ten songs. They gotta piece that other side of the tracks. Nikki, I feel like Nikki owes us that. I feel like she owes us just. She owns it's just bar. She, she like I just want ten songs, Griselda style, whatever. Yeah. No singing. Well, I no, thought we was gonna get shit. that with the uh, the uh, the little beef with her and um, Remy. I thought we were gonna. Yeah, get we wasn't uh, gonna get that. that. I'm so get disappointed. And niggas was like, oh, she won. She won because that was a radio record. But bar for bar, I think Remy won. Of okay, course, Remy. Bar for she bar. Her, Remy, like, Remy a better rap baby. Like, like, that that's all Nick Remy needed was that one song. She yeah. didn't come out with nothing. She didn't know. She she said she said crack. She said crack a bitch with my cell phone put her ass on FaceTime what <laughs> how do you come and back from that the bad part is we don't know from the she had kind of sort of had help yeah. Yeah. She did she sort of had help she had was it Wayne and Drake on the, on the joint yeah. too yeah. that's what he wasn't yeah. but even that is a it. shot yeah, yeah. Man, listen, Coming from I, the trifecta like, well, that was yeah. Wayne, Drake, and Nikki, that yeah. little song that's a that shot. Really it was like bar after bar. I was like, Damn, so what is Nikki? After after Nikki, who y'all think has the potential to do it? Okay, I have two Who's people that up? I could stand Who's on their potential, in women in but I feel like it's real controversial. I'm tired of talking about these same Ooh. old ones that ain't really got nothing else <laughs> to show. Whatever happened to Rap City and all that? Maybe, man. Let's go. I'm ready. No, I'm absolutely not. I don't think that. Maybe, maybe if man. anything, I didn't want to get up and walk off while we was recording. <laughs> I'm thinking. Flo Millie, Flo Millie could do it. Flo Millie, Flo Millie could do it. And I always say Flo Millie because first of all, that girl's coming with a sound that ain't nobody heard before. Mm-hmm. Every track on that album is completely different. Mm. Beyonce stuff like she might have a few songs that sound alike or a few songs that's kind of about the same thing but you can never say every Beyonce song sound alike you think mm. Flo got that, the star power Beyonce she's getting there Did you know? and, I, and I say she's getting there because she's getting the these city girls Megan Thee Stallion everybody is coming behind this mm. girl mm. And, in a time where 
women rappers are not trying to support each other like that. Right. And they all stood down for Flo Millie. Like, right. and this was her debut joint. Like, right. how you coming with this many people supporting you off your debut joint? Like, and can I just say that that album was fire? It was. <laughs> May I is my jam. Yeah. All right. Who's, who's the second one? The second person. In, okay, let me explain first. I'm talking in performance style only, not the songs, not her attitude outside of being an artist but purely on performancing mm-hmm. because Beyonce is a performer right. right we have to put that element in there now I do not agree with this person in real life but we can't say that Doja Cat ain't been coming out with the fire performances this entire COVID season she sang she the same song she was showing feet in the virtual chat room but I'm saying <laughs> but, but listen to it but think about it strictly performances she performed yeah, performances. The, same, the same two songs and it was fun the rock version was hard okay the 1920s so, version that, that, when that she was, was in there with her yeah. little flapper no, no, skirt that thing I don't consider her a rapper though I don't consider her a rapper but I'm saying as far as performances she can definitely perform she's out performing all the girls she do show her little pinky toes but you know they all doing something weird JT dating Newsy. That's weird enough. He got money. Yeah, I can't really say who's gonna come up next because it's first of all, it's too many of them. I'm trying to go through the list like, all right, Rico Nasty, uh, Tierra Black. Like, I really don't know. The only future could tell. This what he put on there and I almost forgot. They say, all right, man, why is Beyonce important to the music world? And the other one was, women MCs who compare now work ethic, body positivity message in their music. Mm-hmm. Uses attention. The only I can't see that good. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Body positivity. Uh, work ethic is Nikki. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, attention Nikki up there. For good right. yeah, Everybody can agree on Nikki. Uplifts the black community. I think that's the, the black. Yeah, community. I think that's the big one. So, <laughs> uh, I think that that cancels a lot of people. That cancels, that cancels a lot. Yeah. It's still Nikki up there. It's still. <laughs> but is she like, Nikki? Is she, she really you had to pull somebody from the underground up in I think it would really have to be Missy as far as bringing the black community yeah. because yeah. can we really say I that say Nikki Queen hasn't Latifah, been divisive made a joint in so long she, but she Nikki has been Z-pop. beefing yeah. with every single person Missy yeah. be putting the it. new girls on her shit and mm-hmm. so Nikki put the new girls on her shit, but it's like Missy be showing more love to Nikki to do it because you now need to give her your loyalty. Yeah. And it's like and you can't make a song with nobody that she's beefing yeah. with because now the barbs are gonna get you. Yeah, like- and it's like that's that's the only thing, like that's why uh you know, like Nikki, I will always respect what she does in Absolutely. her career, but her fans are super crazy. Like you can't say nothing about <laughs> it. You can't say, "Oh damn, Nikki, you ain't paid your toes today." They be like, "Bitch, die!" Like, exactly. where did that come from? Like, they they have, they have, then again, the Beehive, the Beehive, just They just gonna sing to And that's why I That's a good point that you made about the fan base. The fan base compares to Beyonce's. They go crazy for her, bro. And I guess you could say. I'm giving Cardi fuck. is, is Car- Cardi she, she, she I'm not thinking that Cardi team. would ever be in that lane because honestly when we really get down to it Cardi and the upbringing opposite. is different complete opposite it's yeah. the complete opposite Beyonce was never in nobody's strip club 
Beyonce was never given red but if bars. You like, look at it, technically, you could use that and call that the American dream. She yeah. came from yeah. there's, there's the way two, she at. They're both selling sex. They're both selling sex. They're both selling sex. But Beyonce didn't come from nothing. But Beyonce is doing it in the Beyonce came from a well-raised two-parent household that had money. Still selling sex. Still selling sex. I'm not even looking at their background because we're not saying a clone. we saying like... But I'm just saying in that sense, like because of what Cardi brings, because of what Cardi's been through and what she brings to her music because of her past, they could never be in that same realm to me. They, they mm-hmm. gotta be that's famous. why I say you can use that as the American dream scenario. Right yeah, there. that's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like Cardi's more the American dream than being the next Beyonce, Beyonce of hip hop. Because Nikki, yeah, it's like Nikki Beyonce seemed untouchable. Exactly, yeah. so like she had, she had the, great the doors support were open from before her she even could walk. Exactly, yeah. to open the door, so they exactly. was waiting. So and, it's a and people tend to say you could have, like, you know how. All right, so when we pick a president, right? They're like, oh, you can have a beer with him. With rappers, it's kind of like. Cardi is like your homie You yeah. know what I'm saying She feels more of a homie Than a Beyonce or Nicki Because they feel untouchable They feel exactly. like They're Oh so I can't sit next to them the like, Oh I gotta be res- You know what I'm saying yeah. You walk in the room You're like Can I even address her right. But Cardi is like Cardi, Cardi is like you Everybody's <laughs> friend That's the way they They market yeah, Cardi, her That's Cardi the way like her the brand homie. is Cardi, you know? Cardi, Cardi B is definitely Like the homie She's like the The homie for real for And real. in that yeah. sense I would put Cardi With like maybe a Missy because Missy is the homie. Missy yeah. been the homie. Missy is everybody's exactly. homie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, yeah, so I guess so. That's just so like safe it. to say that Nikki is close to it. Yeah, I'm still leaving. I'm saying, I'm saying Nikki made it to the mountaintop and now she's descending from that mountaintop. Okay. But she will, for, I feel like since she already she's had the similar success as Beyonce, she is the Beyonce of hip hop. Okay. Even though she's in the twilight of her career, she will continue to be that until someone surpasses her or meets her level. And we little COVID, it's hard to say. <laughs> we got we need a couple more years to see if yeah. these new girls can do it. I'm just a Missy Elliott fan, so I'm a little biased. But Nikki is definitely. Up second, she, like, I feel like she's second. the closest one. Yeah. I'm not no. giving it to her just yet because I still need to see real hip hop music from her. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I because really I mean, it, we I can't don't. sit here and say that these Pink Friday albums wasn't all pop. That's true. That's why I'm saying, yeah. like, I can't say that just yet because when it comes down to real hip hop bar for bar, Nikki hasn't produced. You right. Yeah. And not she ever. Hasn't we're not saying the, ever. Not ever. We're but saying she hasn't made the late. mark in yeah. this time where she's skyrocketed. She yeah. didn't skyrocket off a of bar. She skyrocketed <laughs> off of Mac lipstick and pink colognes and princess. That's, that's, a part, and that's a part of being here. But I'm saying like, we're not we're not really that for another. That's for another thing. That's more mm-hmm. marketing and taking advantage of the opportunities. But I'm that's just being we all a, saying Nikki. Being a mainstream artist. All right, so let's just end it off with this as far as this uh, the term true OG. In hip hop, what is that? What what do y'all what do you what do y'all think that means? And who could be considered a true OG in hip hop? It's hella of them. I would say Jay-Z, because he he helps out a lot of uh rappers in the community. Um, he got Uzi out his contract, you know what I'm saying? He helped Meek with his jail situation and like you know, Did I would pay Wayne taxes. Jay. Yeah, he paid yeah. Wayne taxes when he was still under cash money. Megan's like, situation, I'm pretty sure. Um, he was I would all... also say Andre 3000 because late, you know, after I'm not going to talk about it, but you know, Andre 3000, like just Outcasts in general, I feel like they're OGs now, which is weird because we grew up with them. You know what I'm mm. saying? But they're OGs now, so I feel like all the OGs like Jay Z or Nas or like 
uh, outcasts, you know, all the people that paved the way so rappers could be themselves now, they deserve, you know, our respect. And I think that's what a true OG is. It's like, they're timeless. Their music is timeless. They help their community, you know what I'm saying? They're always here for us. And they're always giving advice to the youngins. They don't shame the youngins for what they do. They just appreciate hip hop for the craft it is. I think that's what a true OG is. All right. Um, I mean, we're gonna we gonna name names. Of course, Jay. I'm gonna say Gucci. Um, yeah. Gucci for sure, because everybody's going through for Gucci. Sure. Everybody's going through Gucci and Gucci. Even even to this day, he's still showing love. He was with uh, Lotto and a bunch of young female yeah. artists and just supporting them. Shout out them. to Icy Gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Gucci for real. Um, I think both of them really exemplify what it means to be a, a, a true OG in terms of like guidance and bringing up. And I I put an asterisk next to Jay, but <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> everybody Jay, looked like they wanted to jump you. <laughs> no, but listen, no, but listen, but Jay 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 does some shiesty stuff. He might be kind of ice. He might be cool now, but you know, over over the years, I think he's gotten cooler. Jay Jay been kind of foul a little bit. But I'm a, and yeah, I feel like it's I'm all a, part of the hey, learning process. I will I say this you. about Jay, but he's shiesty, but so is this industry. Maybe he exactly. just said, I'm gonna beat you to the punch. Exactly. I feel you, I feel you, but it's uh, I still I still put an asterisk next to it because I, I like he could be my OG, but I would still be kind of like, I'm not going, I'm, hey, I'm from the best. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm gonna take I'm a, what I'm you give tip, me and I'm gonna keep it moving. I'm gonna tiptoe around you a little bit. It's like I'm gonna look at you because I know you. I know you about business and you about this and you 100% about that. You know what I'm saying? You might not be as forgiving as somebody else. That's how I feel about Jay. I feel like Jay isn't as forgiving. But I feel like he's he's dope and he's cool. He deserves a title of trilogy. And with Gucci, it's like, you know, you reaching back, you bringing up and teaching those behind you. You're not just saying, well, I got here. You need to get it on your own. I feel like OGs are, are teachers. They the, they the grills, they the teachers. They, they show and lead the youth. They're like shepherds in a way, you know what I'm saying? They put people, help help get people in the right position. They don't do shit for you. But if you got a question or answer, well, if you got a question, they'll give you an answer. And if you got an answer, they'll give you a question. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So for me, first and foremost, I feel like a true OG is the gatekeeper of culture. I think that when you hear a name like Jay stamped it, Gucci stamped it, Missy stamped her, it means something. And people will listen because their parents raised them on these people because they grew up listening to these people because these people have consistently shown love to the youngers, but also kept true to what they call the culture of hip hop. Mm. I think like we've already discussed Jay Gucci I definitely think Missy deserves to be on that list because yeah. if anybody was staying down for the women it was Missy she was on the R&B side and the hip hop side keeping it cool I'm gonna like, throw sure. my name in it's gonna be controversial I'm gonna throw Kanye in there too I'm gonna throw Kanye in there I'm gonna throw Kanye absolutely and um, I'm also gonna say Pharrell yes like Neptunes in general the Neptunes yeah, the I feel like my all daddy. of the Stay big producers mm-hmm. deserve yeah, it I call Scott Jerome Storage too. I feel like Timbaland deserve it I feel like we got to give up to these to the producers as well, because they were the ones that were keeping us with our eyes to 106 and Park and keeping for sure our hair, mm-hmm. our ears to these beats like 
you can't have a quality song with no quality beat. And I feel like, especially in that time of the early 2000s, there were just so many quality beats coming out. I can't, so, I can't give it to the Neptunes now. I think about it. Cause they didn't you bring, weren't a billionaire boys club. No, I got <laughs> everything. They're my guys, but in terms of like bringing people up, in terms of like le- like they they haven't really. And these are my guys, and I hate I'm saying this on film, but they failed a lot of people. <laughs> they failed, okay, they failed the Khaleesis and maybe the uh, their whole roster, their whole entire roster. But I will say they well, making I am it up other for in Star Trek. It. They making it up for it with the newer guys like the Steve Lacy's mm-hmm. and the Tyler creators because they helped. Well, they out they a came lot. up on there. I mean, they they're personal. And they made Justin and I would say this Neptune's made Justin Timberlake's career with Justify oh, absolutely and bringing him to, to bringing him to a black audience because without that album we wouldn't know Justin Timberlake we wouldn't know Spicy White but what, what no. producers came up after the, uh, after them that's been like yo can you name any any producers that came up after like that came up with Pharrell and was like yo I came up with Pharrell yo that's my OG Pharrell Pharrell he hot he jamming other than Tyler Creator and Steve Lacey, like I don't even credit him with Tyler Creator. Tyler Creator made himself, and then he met Pharrell. Oh, not made. Oh, you talk about like Neptune's made them. I'm not saying like made them, but like helped them with their. Them. Cre- I would them. say like um, well, they around the same age, but can I throw the clips in there? Like, can I throw Pusha T? They, Absolutely. They, they helped, they but helped they were their Pusha T's career. I, I, I should say they were their success story. Or whatever. Yeah. And I but think I that, like that was a big success to have. A lot of like not having Neptune's for hits. Like Mystical was going, you know, Mystical had a hit with that. But let's look at Timberland. Also. Like Timber, Timberland, Timberland doesn't really produce himself. Timberland has a team of producers. And he always had the same way with uh, had Diddy had the, the hit makers or whatever. Team producers. Timberland Dre had team too. producers. And Dre wasn't doing yeah, all they, exactly. they have team producers. And those I producers think like Timbal Scott Storch. I was the most honest about it. I could yeah. throw, you could throw Dr. Dre in a conversation. Yeah, Scott Storch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Scott Storch. Like, I mean, you know, you know what? And there's no stamp on who's who because everybody that y'all named. In, in, in they help every, somebody. Yeah, in every, yeah. Everybody got some, help. Some way mm-hmm. they are considered true OGs. Now, me, I'm going, I'm dinosaur over here. So I'm going to yeah, go back, back to the 80s. <laughs> you know what? Okay. You know what? If you want to go there, because see, it's stages to this. Me getting into it, me getting into hip hop and realizing I ain't, you know, I didn't have no rhythm, so I couldn't dance. I, I couldn't rap worth shit, but I knew my thing was the DJ. So, you know, I'm looking at Jam Master J. I'm looking at uh, Molly Ma, Absolutely. you know, and then I'm following them. And then to the, I guess you could say at that time, the new wave, Dre, DJ Premier, Pete Rock, uh, Lord, uh, Lord Finesse. Uh, why is his name escaping me? Because I'm upset about the fact that I'm, I can't even remember his name. It's going to come. Describe. Um, Q-tip. Q-tip is one, but he was, he's in that circle. He was on Nas first album. ID, tracker, bishop. But for me personally, for mm. me, when I think of true OGs, I think of DJ Premier. Shout you know, out I've, Premier. I've been in his presence a bunch of times and some of the things I've learned and, you know, we talked about, like, you know, I can just remember seeing him and just having money for him to make me a mixtape. You know, I had 10 hours like, dude, make me a mixtape and I would literally just sit there and watch. Literally like a baby watches an adult. I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm learning. So... And then you're going to get into a D&D thing because I worked at D&D, so I'm not going to get on into the specifics, but I've come across it. Just 
that whole aura and at that time of hip hop, it was just like being in heaven. Cause I'm like, I'm seeing the gurus, I'm seeing mm-hmm. the boot camp clicks and Sean Price and Smith and Wesson and you know, just everywhere, J Root, AZ I've met before. Like I've mm-hmm. seen it so just to be under, I'm, I'm there cause on the strength of, of Primo. Yeah. I'm working mm-hmm. for him. I'm just running around, just being a whatever you want to call it. Yo, you need me to go to the store? All right, cool, no problem. Yo, anybody need anything? Need some blunts? I was always the one that going to, but I loved it because I would just soak everything up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's my OG. I, I can get. I got a bunch of stories, but we don't have enough time for it. But he, he he's to, to me, he's that true OG. Because and I picked Premier because it'll be an artist that you never heard of before. Premier mm-hmm. would give him one of his best tracks. Mm. And you'd be thinking like, damn, why Premier give him that? Why you ain't get that to Nas? Why you ain't get that to Vicky when he, you know, or something? But he'd give it to somebody ain't nobody ever heard of because he feeling you. Because he's seeing you, he's like, all right, shorty, got it. I'm gonna give him my best. And then you sit, and, you, and it makes you like that person because it's like, oh damn, shorty is nice. And he going, you know, beat for beat, track for track. Oh, all right, yeah, it's somebody I gotta keep my eye out on. That's how I got on the ill bill. And artists like that, mm-hmm. people you never heard of before, you probably consider them one hit wonders. But Premier go in that crowd, he'll see everybody shining. He'll go in the one and, and, and through the crowd, the dude that got a pair of beat up J's on, an old dirty champion sweatshirt, but he got to drive more than everybody that's sitting up front that's all shiny looking. Mm-hmm. He'll take you and he'll polish you. And that to me was an OG to me and still is. And I mean, we can name all the other ones. I know we got Wrap It Up, Jay-Z and 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. they are the true OGs. You might not like certain <laughs> things about them. Because they both grind me, but at the same time, I'm seeing them. Is disrespectful. Is petty, but, but I will at the same say time, he is will, OG. Yeah, he will that. pull up certain um, you know, people in, in school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. doing a lot of big things, too. We just don't see it because we so into his pettiness and we laughing yeah. at him and, you know, Clowning with him, but hey, he's a, he's a true OG yeah. in my book. Him and Jay Z both. Right. I want to put Puffy up there, but that's another story because I just don't. <laughs> Y'all wasn't even like the things that Puffy did. We're going to get into that in another episode, of, you know, but right now we're going to have to wrap this up. So it's your boy Bishop the DJ. Everybody. It's low key. It's your girl Tyler B. Graffiti Tech. All right, all right. Every little bit of support, every repost, every view, every like, every stream, every download, all of that contributes to this dream. So if you believe in a better Baltimore, a real better Baltimore, not the ones that we see advertised on the infomercials and stuff, but I'm talking about what we know we need, the people that walk these streets every day, the stuff that we know we need for sure. If you down with that, then that's what the future holds. There's a lot of great MCs out there and we just showcasing just a handful that we have. I'm also dedicating this project to my granddaughter who passed away almost three years ago, Braylon Ford, and for my son, Anthony Ford. Uh, He's still fighting this case. This whole album, this whole project is dedicated to both of them. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's just real emotional.